Hey, Jeff. Yeah. Do you know what happened to the horse barn after the earthquake? Mm, I don't think so. It became unstable. That's terrible. You're listening to Braving Bad Bosses with Jeff DeWolf and Todd Chandler, where we discuss how to survive a bad boss and not be one. So, Todd, while I was waiting for you to show up here at Brouhaha Coffee Shop here in Kansas City, um, Sharkbait Brouhaha. Yeah, I'm not really sure what Sharkbait has to do with anything here. But Clearly, you haven't seen uh, Finding Nemo. Oh, I did. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, back to my story. So I, I show up and I set my stuff down on the table. I go up and I get myself a piping hot cup of drip coffee. Java. Just good, just good old fashioned coffee. You know, filled all the way to the top. No room for me. Yep. No room. Don't need it. Yeah. I go back. I set it on the table. I, I, I go to sit down. I lean on the table. And the whole tabletop shifts like 10 or 12 degrees, right? Yeah. Great, great. So now the top inch of my coffee is now spread out all over the table. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of what it feels like when we've got a job to do, but we have a boss who's unstable. Sure. You know, we, we don't need that. Right. right? We, need a, we need a stable person that can keep us focused, that can stay on track, that, that isn't unpredictable, but he just doesn't have the stability we need. Yeah. So, well, there's so many people in our lives that fall that instability, but when you get it from the leadership, it can have a huge impact on your work. And so really thinking through that sin of omission with the unstable boss is the lack of stability, yeah. the lack of reliability, and certainly the lack of consistency. Right, yeah. right. Drives you crazy, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Well, because, you well, know. Especially since you're so unstable, you know, <laughs> just like naturally, so you kind of. The double whammy. It, it kind of well, it kind of makes it nice because then I can just adjust to whatever's going on. The, the fight instability with instability is what I always say. Um, okay. The um, no, I think the the tough part on this is sometimes when you think about getting feedback, when you think about getting decisions made, it's that. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind uh, of element yeah. of like, I wonder who's going to be there and framing it yeah. up in the right way to make sure you get the decision you want based on who's showing up at that point. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. I think when we think about unstable bosses, I think they can take on two different forms. Yeah. Right. And maybe our listeners can relate to this. Some, some unstable bosses, I, I guess I would describe as more scattered. Sure. I mean, they're affable, but they're just kind of disorganized. They're like, you know, they don't know. They forget stuff. Yep. They're not, they, you know, they don't say focus, they lose focus, um, and, and they're just not very reliable, but it's more of like in an endearing way. Sure. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? But then the other is like that Jekyll and Hyde where they just, they're unstable in a whole different yeah. way. Yeah. I mean, they come in and, and they're, they're moody or they, or they just, they're unpredictable in terms of outbursts, yeah. of anger. Yeah. Um, you, you know, the word volatile comes to mind. And so maybe we can talk about maybe both of those types of situations, but I think they're very different how yeah, we handle them. Yeah. Well, I, the, the, the thought that comes to my mind is hearing horror stories from colleagues who talk about managers where one day they're asking for this and they come back in and feel like they're delivering that. And the next day they're saying, no, no, it's, it needs to be this. Um, and so that predictability about being able to know with that reliable sense that what I deliver is going to be met with a certain degree. And when you never know, mm -hmm. it just, it adds so much unnecessary tension to what you do. And it, it, and it can be very demotivating because you, at yeah. some point start to say, well, it doesn't really matter what I do. I'm just going to give up. Yeah. You, we, you remember we talked a little bit about that in the, the unclear priorities. Yeah. Process, yeah. Um, a couple of weeks ago. And um, I think it's similar. 
You know, it's like it's it's when it's when it's a moving target that, yeah. that just drives you crazy. Yeah. Um, life is hard enough to, to not, you know, be able to come in and kind of depend on a boss to, to be predictable, to, um, you know, to have the ex- have expectations stay stay constant and yeah. shift on us every single yeah. day. What do you think are some of the causes that cause leaders to be unpredictable? You know, one of them is personality type. Yeah. Um, are we talking about the scattered kind of yeah, flighty, yeah, yeah. a little bit yeah, flaky yeah. type of? Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you see that a little bit in personality type. It's just these are these are shiny object, um, shiny object bosses. Yeah. They, 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 you know, they chase new ideas. They're they're kind of they're kind of sweet um, and endearing, but but just can't stay focused on the task at hand. Sure. Um, so some of it's personality, um, and and maybe even on uh, you know even on the the other kind of boss, the, the the grouchy kind of unpredictable outburst type of boss can also be driven by personality. A bit. Yeah, because I, I certainly there are people in our lives that you can I mean just consistent like the sun rising every day, you know, like just like clockwork, you know, bring that ham sandwich to lunch every day, and you know it's <laughs> you can count on them being very consistent. And there yeah. are others that almost seem to as soon as they do something twice feel like they mm-hmm. have to change it up so mm-hmm. personality mm-hmm. can play a big part of it i also think shifting focus or what the boss is uh, the urgencies that can hit the boss can drive some of those mm-hmm. inconsistencies mm-hmm. Uh, that we see take place as well so so when you have a boss who kind of flies off the handle unpredictably you don't yeah. know you know you know you know the boss where you come in and you check with someone. Yeah. How, how's the boss doing today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you, you yeah. know, decide to have a meeting. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. I think sometimes there's stress. Um, they're under stress. They feel stress. And uh, I think I think it's a, a good idea to try to figure out what's what's driving these things. You know, I've, I by the way, I did see a study. I think Harvard Business Review published it um, from a, a year or so ago. And we'll link to it in the show notes. Um they they talked about the fact that start to figure out where the triggering events are. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like is is it is it, you know, every Monday is it just the boss? Like it's just a pattern. Like Mondays sure. are terrible. Sure. You know, or is it the day before a board meeting or the day before a, right. you know, staff meeting or when a reports due? I mean, start to understand what when the boss is more unpredictable. Well, and I think in the, that the higher level of stress is going to create some of that unpredictability, but I think about some of yeah. the tough balance equations. So just like the stereotypical quality versus expenses, right? Yeah. So yeah. you can spend more money and get higher quality, but, um, you know, so sometimes the boss is managing for expenses. Like you got to control those mm-hmm. expenses and be able to do it. And then sometimes they're managing for quality. So if you're getting harped upon to manage those expenses and you cut some of those, and then all of a sudden you're getting smacked on the other side about, well, the quality's gone down too low now. Yeah. Um, you know, I think being able to find those triggers, and I like that about that article about thinking about what are the triggers that cause that shift from focusing on one side of the teeter-totter over to the other side. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a difficult situation. Uh, do, do we have, let's, let's think of something we can we can advise listeners about in terms of how to cope with it. Yeah. So I don't know if you have any ideas. Um, I'm kind of like, I wish I knew cause I, you know, I've had a couple of bosses like this, but the first thing that come to mind is never be surprised. I mean, just, hmm. you know, okay. I think the tough part is to check your assumptions about how the boss is going to react to whatever you're giving before you actually go in to talk to him before you present anything. Just understanding that most likely you can't predict it yeah. because it's unpredictable. Yeah. Yeah. I think also you need to make sure we don't uh, take it personally. Yeah. Yes. You know? um, it's kind of like the, uh, you know, it's it's them, it's not you. Right. Right? Yeah. You're, you're, you're coming in, you're being consistent, your mood is consistent, 
being, just realizing it's not you is pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, so don't take it personally. Try to stay calm. You know, one of the things I think most most of the articles I've I've looked at say is don't, you know, don't go toe to toe. Right. 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 You got a boss who just kind of flies off the handle. It's never a good idea to just kind of match wits and yeah, know, return well, fire. Right. And I think being able to. Um, to identify what the new priority is or that inconsistency is an important thing and be able to adjust with it. So it is an opportunity to practice some flexibility. Right. So if, if you go in not expecting one particular answer, you don't take it personally, and you've got some flexibility to be able mm-hmm. to dance with that and say, okay, this is the mm-hmm. direction we're going to go. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be also helpful to have contingencies in plan to say, so don't try yeah. to predict, but say, here's the range of possible predictions that could happen. Right. And if right. it's going to be this, then I'll do that. If it's going to be that, then I'll do that. And either way, I'm, I'm okay with yeah. it. Yeah. Let's think about that. Let's think about the situation where you got a boss who's, you know, they're not mean. They're not, they're not an outburst Jekyll and Hyde boss. They're just a disorganized kind of scattered type of boss. Um, I- any thoughts on how we can create structure for ourselves i mean i think that's that's something we might have to do sure yeah well and i think that it's fascinating thinking about the unstable and Mm -hmm. consistency being such a large part of that is some of the disorganized tying into that (laughs) that that inconsistency and that disorganization is a consistent and predictable and stability, (laughs) right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's a chaos. chaos Yeah, it's expected and it's it's an expected chaos. chaos. And so within that, then I think being able to organize or structure that chaos is an important part of your job and probably not a defined one, but one that you need to start to build out some responsibility around that. And I think that's similar to some of the things we've talked about in the past, whether it's writing things or putting it together. Um, Writing is such a great way to reinforce that consistency to be able to have checklists, to be able to have agendas that you can work off so that everybody's working off that same page. So again, we're back to documentation. Yeah. Right. We, we need to keep, we need to keep a journal. We need to, we need to keep track of what we think the priorities are, um, have a rationale for why we do what we do so that when the boss changes directions, we can say, okay, two days ago, you told me this was the direction. Yeah. Um, I wrote it down. Here it is. See, yeah, we were in the meeting. <laughs> is this what you are you are you asking me to change directions? Or we have new priorities, or or what? Yeah, you know, be- yeah. because I think there are times when bosses will appreciate that. Um, they may say, "Oh, you know, you're right. I, forget it. Forget what I just told right. you. Stay focused on that other thing." Right. You know, I think the. Um uh, it's important to do that and to make sure it doesn't come across as a confrontation with the boss. Um, and I think then part of that is then balancing it. Balance is the key to be able to say, I want to make sure that I'm still chasing this. Now we've yeah. added that to it. How would you recommend I go about finding the right balance? And, uh, one of my favorite, uh, questions to ask in those situations is, how do you expect me to do that? And this comes from hostage negotiations. About how do you expect me to do that? Yeah. That it, sounds a little snarky. Like, it, depends you, how you say it. I you got to say it with the right tone. How um, do you expect me to do that? That would be the wrong oh, tone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. I'm yeah. good at the wrong tone. Apparently. Yeah. But, uh, oh, so to go ahead and do that, yeah. you know, how, how, how do you expect me to do that? Um, you know, how can I go about doing that? Um, is a good way to be able to phrase that up in a way of, I'm seeking help. I'm not questioning. Yeah, I'm not pushing back. Right. I'm just... Uh, you know, how, how do I do this in light of everything else? Right, right. You know? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think I think this is similar to uh, dealing with a boss who they don't really know where they want to go. I mean, they're just they just they don't have a clear plan. And so a lot of times because they don't have a clear plan or a clear set of objectives or priorities, they just kind of are willy-nilly and it's like it's it's uh, you know it, it's it's crazy to try to work in an environment like that reactionary it's reactionary. They're, they're waiting for things to happen and then they're reacting to whatever the latest fire drill is and so that yeah. you're, you're you're caught up in that same reaction that's why i think it goes back to creating structure for yourself I think, yeah. I think that's kind of a key point in my mind it's like okay if i need structure then i need to create some structure and get my boss to think about those things you know um, i think we talked about it in a previous podcast but 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 if if you need something if you need consistency, if you need a regular time slot to meet, to talk about a certain project or whatever, then I think we sometimes have to take the initiative and, and set those up yeah. and, um, and, and, and keep the boss focused. I know that in times, sometimes when we try that habit of consistency, of keeping things out in front, you can give it three, four weeks yeah. and it doesn't feel like it's making a difference. How do you measure the effectiveness of something like that in real time? Because sometimes it's, you know, it's the old Zig Ziglar water pump uh, analogy, right? Where you're pumping and pumping and pumping and no water's coming up. But then if you walk away, all that water goes all the way back down again and you, you don't get mm. that last little bit. So how do you test something how, out? And what's you, the right amount of time to be able to test to yeah. say, does, is this consistency going to pay off? I'm, I'm still trying to figure out why you don't have running water at your house. <laughs> Hey, I'm just trying to save expenses. <laughs> the boss there was saying, focus on expenses, not on quality. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the water pump. Um, can you repeat the question? Because I am still, I was still tr- trying to picture you pumping water at, at home for if a shower. If you would just oh. consistently listen to me, then you wouldn't have sorry, to. sorry. I was thinking you, about something. You were else. like, oh, I, I heard a joke. Let me, let, me, let me go down that rabbit trail there. Yeah, I know. It's my bad. So you want to provide consistency. Okay. So you start to lay in, let's say, a weekly yeah. update yeah. on here are the projects that I'm working on. Here's right. what I'm doing. You do it one week and think, all right, good. Uh-huh. This is fantastic. Uh-huh. You do it second week. Didn't seem to help at all. You do it a third week and it still doesn't seem to help at all. How do I know whether it is starting to make a difference? How do I assess the quality of that? And how do I have the fortitude to keep going in something like that where the early read isn't getting a return? I guess the question is, is why did it stop working? It hasn't really started working yet. And I think, okay. I think the tough part, and, and the reason we're, what's driving this question is I think from the examples I've seen of that lack of consistency is sometimes layering this in isn't going to get an immediate return on the investment. Mm, It's not like doing it one week, you're going to see an instant return on it. But I think doing that over four months, you're going to start to see a return on it. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think it's, I think, you know, it's, it's kind of creating new grooves into the routine and it takes a while to, to, you know, for a groove to be created, a rut, if you will, a rut in a positive way. Right. You know, a good rut. Some ruts are bad ruts, but 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 <laughs> that's but, but that's the the key is that what do you how do you know whether yeah. this groove is the right groove what are some what's yeah. some criteria for making sure that you've got the strength to be able to keep working the groove even though it's not happening yeah. immediately <clears throat> I, th- I think I think the the proof is in wh- is in how you feel about going to work I mean if if you feel that you've got, you've created some structure that is is getting questions answered is is you know you're you're not being driven by the wind in terms of priorities you know the waves aren't carrying you all over the place you you you're, you know, I think it's ste- st- you know stepping back and thinking about um, all of that stuff yeah well, I think the the key thing there is if you if you're feeling it the rest of the work environment's feeling it too right. and if you can provide some consistency and reliability along the way 
I think that's going to help the entire culture. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, crap. That's Hell's Bells. Uh, we got to wrap things up. Um, we know people are busy, so we're going to keep this thing short. You know, as we wrap up... You I can count on that stability oh, with us. Oh, gee. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like clockwork, give or take two or three minutes. Right. So uh, one thing I want I wanted to bring out that maybe is related to that last point as we wrap up, and that is this idea of offering gratitude for structure. I, I read this somewhere. Probably, I'll, I'll, I'll link to it in the, in the show notes again as well. But I saw an interesting item that just said, um, you know, one way to get through to a boss is to, is to use strategic gratitude and to praise the boss when you get the reliability and consistency Ooh, that, you, yeah. that you need. I love this. Crave. Yeah. And so, um, you know, pointing it out, you know, it's like anything else. Like peop- bosses are people, too. Yep. And so, so they, they react to praise and recognition even from their people. So, you know, find a way to say, you know what, hey, I just wanted to let you know that when, when you put that staff meeting together and we got that clear direction on, that was, that was really helpful to us. And, and it made me feel better about working here. I mean, it sounds crazy, but, you know, I mean, those are the things. And, and so you do that often enough. Yeah. And I think you can create, you might even be able to create some stability in a boss. Yeah, and, and and I'm just thinking through that list of the sins of omission of stability, reliability, and consistency. I think it's probably best to use the gratitude around consistency. I appreciate that consistency yeah, as yeah. opposed to I appreciate that reliability or I appreciate that stability. Yeah, I appreciate your mental stability today, boss. <laughs> Thank you. I think it works it's really refreshing because well. you're usually t- completely in- unstable. Yeah, so uh, remember, even if you have an unstable boss, it could be worse. Yeah, you could work for Todd. Or you could work for Jeff. 